When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Someone else who just cares massively in life in general, uh, Curse, is someone we've got on the line now. One of our yes. absolute favourites. And, of course, the Breakers. Uh, if you've been listening to the Breakers and the snippets over this year, you'd wonder how they're in the playoffs. But they're in the playoffs comfortably now. And uh, no better person to talk to than Mr Breakers himself and the great Andrew Mulligan. Miles, how are we? Yeah, good, babe. Good, Curse. How are you guys? Yeah, we're very well, but sad. You'd you'd love a bit of yeah. uh, wags, wouldn't you? Charging in for you. Oh, mate, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Neil Wagner was the emotional um, backbone of that of that bowling attack and the team as well. Like, you know, Trent Bolt, Tim Southey, they got the job done at either end. But you knew when Neil Wagner come on came on, you knew that the intensity was arguably going to lift and the consistency of his. Uh, of a short ball just banging into the pitch all day and he's put himself on the line again and again for New Zealand. So he deserves a great send-off in that second test. Who would have thought that it would take Neil Wagner's retirement, one of the good guys of New Zealand cricket, to get the phone lines lighting up today. The tributes have been coming in and it's been absolutely brilliant. But, Mully, we've got you on to talk basketball. We're into the playoffs. Can you quite believe that the Breakers have got here after the roller coaster uh, that you've seen and that you've called this year? Yeah, it's um, it's kind of hard to believe. I, I kind of felt like they were going to be able to do it when it was the Christmas New Year period, and they'd they'd won four in a row. Um, while Auckland was away, basically, while their fan base went on holiday for Christmas holidays, <laughs> and that's when they made themselves. Uh, it gave themselves the opportunity to be where they are now, and it's it's gotten to the point where, um, they know what they have to do. They've had this break where everybody had to wait for the FIBA international window when we saw the Tall Blacks and the Aussie Boomers um, do their thing for Asia Cup qualifying. But they um, they position themselves pretty nicely. It's just hard to win on the road for this Breakers team. Um, they haven't been able to do a double where they've either been started away on the road or at home and then um, had another game um, 48 hours later. But this time round, they've got this break and this Sydney Kings team since... The, uh, the New Year break, since the 1st of January, they've only won three games out of 10. They, they did the job against South East Melbourne in the final regular season game. But they haven't been able to be consistent. And a lot of pundits have questioned the, uh, the, the character of the Sydney Kings team. And I think the breakers, even though they'll be shorthanded without Anthony Lamb, question marks over Will McDowell-White's shoulder um, when, it, when it popped out against Adelaide. But that's... That's what this Breakers team do. They strap it up, they strap on their boots and they get into it and I expect them to get the job done against Sydney tomorrow night. I was going to say, Mel, a popping shoulder uh, wouldn't be ideal for a basketballer. There's some sports you could probably get away with a shoulder popping out, but you'd sort of need your shoulders above your, above your head sort of uh, as far as anatomy goes, I would have thought. Yeah, it depends. You know, Bev, as you know, and, and Curse as well, you know, if you, if you do an injury again and again, and Will McDowell-White's had problems, this is a shoulder that's been strapped up. It's the severity of it, and whether it's new or it's not, if it just sort of uh, had to be readjusted rather than relocated. Will McDowell-White, he's just been hampered by injuries over the last 
12 to 18 months. It's been a frustrating time for him. But if he's able to strap it up, he's still effective. you just got to have the ability for him and Parker Jackson Cartwright just to basically get two feet in the paint. And what that means is that they have to get the penetration going for the offense. And when they start to create off the ball using that high pick and roll with Cheetah and Matiang, then they're able to create and they'll be able to either um, get their floater game going, pass to that roll man, or just kick it out to the shooters in the wings. Uh, on the wings, and that's going to be the difference. So if, if he's good with one arm, I give Will McDowell White and the Breakers uh, every every opportunity and every bit of credit to be able to get this done. You mentioned earlier there, Miles, that uh, you'd question, well, and a lot of people question the character of Sydney this year. Is it a case for the Breakers to take them deep, or do you think there's other areas that uh, they can be even more creative? They don't just have to hang, hang tough with them. There's other areas that they'll go after and exploit. Well, Sydney aren't a very good three-point shooting uh, defensive team. So teams have been able to get uh, a lot of three-pointers off. Uh, the breakers in the second half of the season, well, basically in the new year, have been, I think, second in the league when it comes to three-point percentage. Uh, they've been hitting it from outside. And they've had to. They've, they've lost Anthony Lamb, so they've lost a real presence down low. Zylan Sheenham has worked his way back, but he's going to have his hands full. This is a big Sydney Kings team, so he's going to be uh, have everything thrown at him. So if they're able to do uh, what I just said with Parker and Will McDowell-White and, and create opportunities close by with the, with the floater and the, and the little inside passing, the interior passing, and get it out to those shooters, that's going to really stretch the Sydney Kings team defensively. And they're, just, they're not in tune. They've done enough to get to where they are. They were on a slide. Like This is the main reason why the breakers are where they are because um, Brisbane were on a slide, uh, Sydney were on a slide, Illawarra was surging, and the breakers sort of snuck in around these teams that didn't quite make it and, and fell out of the way. Like Southeast Melbourne had injuries and slid out of the, the top six playoffs. So the breakers will definitely have an advantage when it comes to shooting the ball, but I just don't see them having a good time on the defensive and offensive glass where a lot of rebounds they've conceded this season. Molly, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I trust you entirely. And if you're saying the Breakers will get the job done tomorrow night, they will get the job done. So what is next for them? What does their playoff run look like? So this is the play-in tournament style that uh, the Sales NBL do uh, with their top six teams that uh, has worked a treat. And this is what, similar to what the NBA do with their Eastern and Western Conference playing games. So what happens here is, is they're the lowest seed, right, the Breakers. So they, if they win, they get to play the loser of the game that's on before them, which is the two higher seeds above them. So that's, Ta- that's Tasmania and Illawarra. So whoever loses that game gets a life because they finish a little bit higher in the standings and they play either the Kings or the Breakers will come out of that five-six game, the five, the fifth versus sixth place game. So the Breakers will play either Tassie or Illawarra. We'll see how those two teams go up. That's going to be an absolute arm wrestle. That is going to be an intense game. That's the game beforehand, actually, as well, which, um, I don't know, go figure the scheduling on that one. But I'm sure that's just to capture the Sydney audience. But they, again, will have to play that on the road. There's no home game until they make the semi-final series, the Breakers. And they will end up, if they win through, they're the lowest mm-hmm. seed, so they'll play the top seed, which will be Melbourne United. And the Breakers, um, with all due respect to Modi Moore and his men, have been horrendous when it comes to playing Melbourne United at home in Melbourne at John Kane Arena. So they will be up for that challenge, but there's a couple of games to go before we'll see them back at Spark. Some things have to go right for them.
Come on, boys. Come on. Um, just finally, Molly, before we let you go, what sort of state was our mate Beaver in uh, on Friday when you had to walk him home? <laughs> Surprisingly coherent. Um, he was he was he was a consummate professional. Um, he was lucid, and um, he his uh, his smart mouth guard was not registering any time off the Excuse me. Uh, it was very good to also have another fellow wonderful sporting mind to, to pick your brain after that Black Caps performance, Miles. Uh, it was a wonderful occasion. It was a treat. I hope you caught up with your uh, your ex-teammate as well. And hopefully he was uh, in good form too. <laughs> he was in something, i tell you about. It's an establishment that I decided <laughs> not to go to. So, uh, Miles, <laughs> thanks for coming on, mate. We feel very confident after that. The yes. breakers are getting through, mate. We appreciate your time as always. As always, I'm talking to you guys. Thank you for your time.